Right, so today's episode, we'll, uh, actually we've been traveling for, for a bit and mm. which leads quite nicely into what we want to talk about today, which is on regional marketing. Yeah. So we've been talking about you know, different strategies and there's a lot of, I think, assumption that you are operating in a single base with a singular target segment. Uh, but today we're going to talk about expanding beyond wherever you are, in Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, wherever you, you, you were. Mm. But I'll let Roger share where we've been to and what, what's interesting there. Yeah, so um, kind of give you guys a little bit of background, right? So um, the team went around to Singapore, went down to Singapore, and then we went back up to Bangkok uh, in Thailand. So what happened was that um, just internally, we, we wanted to expand into those countries. Um, so we started approaching some of our clients and our work and visiting our clients, well, sorry. Mm-hmm. And also uh, approach a bunch of different local partners yep. to collaborate. So, um, and one, one thing that kind of like, that, that I absolutely love about traveling, right, is the fact that you get to be exposed to different culture. Although like Singapore's right next door to us, mm-hmm. I, I do find that, that the way they do things, they think how they consume, how they perceive things will be different to a typical Malaysian. Yeah, right. So, I think when going into a place like Bangkok where they speak completely different language mm. uh, predominantly, yeah. what, what's surprising is the similarities too, right? As much as you can see the differences. What, the Asians? Uh, <laughs> 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 no, like the, the fact that the rewards kind of show the same thing. It's a similar industry. Yeah. The, the messages, different creative for sure. Yeah. But definitely similarities and you still show the product, you still yeah. emphasize on price, you still put, you know, your uh, product highlight, product mm-hmm. feature, people, KOL, ambassadors uh, in, into billboards and whatever that's observable. Yeah, yeah. So that's something we want to talk about today. Yeah. Um, how different regions market and yeah. how to bring your product into new regions. Yeah. So I think in terms of psychology of like consuming and buying, it's still very similar. I don't think it will change anywhere across the world. Uh, there's certain needs that people have based on you know, how poor or rich they are or what situation they are in. Yep. Uh, so how they consume something is going to be roughly the same. doesn't matter where you are. But how they get there is a different story. You know, whether or not they have the spending power, whether or not um, they're educated enough to do it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you talk about like where, if someone's educated, has the spending power, they want to look beautiful. Where do they go, and how do they get there? Right. So, and I think what sort of medium they consume, and mm. what content they treat as authentic, genuine, yeah. or reliable. I think that differs quite a bit uh, across the country. Correct. Uh, Correct. But the fundamentals is the same, right? I think you are r- really gonna buy a product based on your emotional need or practical need. Yeah. You are really gonna trust based on some form of brand recognition or loyalty. Some from some form of uh, brand authority, mm. some form of reliability. So I think the fundamental of buying is the same, but what gave rise to the brand loyalty, what gave rise to the authenticity, what mm. gave rise to the reliability, yep. can be different. Yep. And I think as as a brand owner or product owner across different region, it's definitely something you should be aware of before moving into the new service, uh, yeah. uh, the new areas. All right, let me hit with. Hit you with this question, Singapore. If you had a brand from Malaysia and you want to go into Singapore, how would you do it? I'd, 
I'll just, let me clarify that. Let, yeah. let me give you a specific brand. Mm-hmm. I have a scarf. Mm. I'm uh, a scarf brand uh, for, I guess, the more, what do you call it? Modest wear, for the yeah. modest wear. Yeah. Um, and I want to take it down to Singapore. Right. So obviously there's a uh, huge Muslim community there yeah, too. Or growing. So I have this business, take it away. Right. So I think for moving into a matured country or developed um, market like Singapore, there are probably two things I will focus on. One is the product differentiation. So how are you different from a generic product that I can easily find in Singapore already? Mm. Right. Uh, second would be brand storytelling. Mm. And that's one of the benefits of moving into a matured country, uh, which is the fact that general the general population is a lot more educated. So you can put a story behind uh, the brand, can put a story behind the product, can put meaning behind the, the product, and that would bring better recognition, better defensibility, and a better premium. Uh, it hopefully translates to better premium when it comes to pricing as well. So, you know, going to a night market or morning market, mm-hmm. finding a generic, like imported scarf from Indonesia or from China mm-hmm. versus a brand founded by a Muslim lady because she believed in certain benefits of a scarf, therefore translating it because she couldn't find an equivalent product there Mm. and and trying to then spread that story. I feel that storytelling uh, approach is going to be the right way for a brand to start in a matured country. Right. Okay. So brand storytelling, um, how would I get in straight away? If I want to sales right now? Immediately, if you want to get sales right now, Not try honestly though. Like, be very honest. I'm the I'm the client right now. How would you tell me, mm-hmm. or what would you say to me if I'm telling you right now? I want to go to Singapore. I want to make some money already. I, I would say step one website. Step two UGC. Step three run ads. Run ads. Safest way to start. Okay. You want to tell me that? Slow your horse. It's not going to happen so quickly. You want to tell me like, look, you need, no, I still need a brand story. Otherwise, like no one's going to care about it. Right, so that's assuming you already have your brand story, right? Oh, okay, so we, okay. we still need to sell the story. So if yeah. you're a generic brand without a brand story, yeah. then you have no competitive edge, you have no defensibility mm. and price, as much as you think that price is a differentiator, it absolutely doesn't matter. It absolutely doesn't matter in the market where someone else can always be cheaper than you. Yep. Right. So you, you definitely need that. But what, what would you, how would you approach that? Well, I say the same thing. Well, let me let me come up with something a little bit different. Um, I think what I would do is see the market um, with a problem mm. uh, that has a, a with a story that has a problem in it that agitates. Right. So. What what I mean by that is I'll probably go in using like, you know, uh, UGCs, Mm -hmm. uh, using influencers, using um, maybe uh, artificial content Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of create this issue of like, for example, like my majority of them hate wearing a scarf because it's just way too hot, Mm -hmm. right? So let's just pretend like mine actually cools you down and whatnot. So that's my biggest issue. Like people just, you know, always sweating and it's always stinky and it's always, there's always BO stuck to the scarf and whatnot. So 
I'll just keep on agitating that, right? And uh, obviously, I'll come through it as a superhero. There's a new launch, blah, blah, blah. I'll use it as a new founder story. Like I just recently founded this thing and go in the market. Yeah. That's big budget, uh, very big budget. But then I'll still do what you do. I, I, I will, I will kind of elaborate a little bit, a little bit more on, on that, right? Especially mm. on the budget and on the story. So because you're not a new market, you didn't found the product in Singapore. Mm. You started in Malaysia already yes. and you're trying to expand to Singapore. Yeah. So inherently, there's already a story that it's successful in Malaysia. Correct. Yeah. Or at least you want to pretend like you're successful in Malaysia. Yeah. And now you want to come into a new market. Yeah. Like bringing a product that we see fit into that new market. I Correct. think that's probably another angle I'll add to the story. Yep. Okay. Um, and second is budget. I know you know, brands hate talking about budget, right? Yeah. But here's the reality. I, I, I don't care who you're talking to. Yeah. If anyone promises you that they can grow and get your brand viral without any budget or with a small budget, I guarantee you they're lying to you. Yeah. The bigger the brand, the more they spend. So it's not because we want to make more out of you, right? Like honestly, yeah. we don't make off your media budget. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's an awkward conversation we want to quickly get out of the way. I think we've we've gone it through enough clients to know that if you don't put your money where your mouth is, your brand really isn't going to go that far. Absolutely. And uh, this is probably a different segment, like diff- all to, like different topic altogether. But, you know, like there's, there's a reason why if you look at like the profit margin, you want to buffer for advertising or even marketing inside the the product margin yep. itself, right? Like let's say 20 to 30%. Uh, so if you if you can do like, you know, 3X the amount of your your cost of goods, then you definitely have that margin there maybe. to play with. And at the end of the day, it's going to be whoever spends the most, whoever can spend that much to to get the audience or to get the attention of people. Or unless you're super, super, super good at capturing people's attention, then that's a different story. Yeah, even yeah. if you you have a product that's somewhat differentiated, it, it, it really doesn't matter because yeah. if you can make a product shine with, you know, a small budget, yeah. there's someone else who can 10x your budget yeah. with the exact same product. Yeah. And then you 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 just drown. Right. All right, let's go back to what you, you were saying that because Singapore's a developed Correct. country, right? Would you do the same thing in somewhere less developed? Say Thailand or Vietnam? I was going to say like Laos or okay, Cambodia. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I think two different two different market for sure in, in Laos and Cambodia uh, social media penetration is still high so yep. there's still a need for a digital presence yep. but the content consumption is probably very different mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go probably go a lot stronger on UGC not, not so much on uh, influencers or micro-influencers I think I'll go really really strong on or, organic or planted organic UGC since to, to get more of the day-to-day people, people on the streets yeah. to watch for that product, to try that product. And I'll probably put a bit more focus on distribution because I don't think, I, I could be wrong. And if you're from Laos or Cambodia and I'm wrong, like please do correct me. Yeah. I, I don't think the uh, last mile is as strong, mm-hmm. say compared to say Bangkok or, or Vietnam. Yeah. So distribution is going to be another factor to consider uh, beyond just getting the brand to be hyped up, right? So mm. probably a lot more collaboration on the ground, get your product presence um, and not so much on the brand story, but more on the user story. Okay. I think. Okay, interesting. I, I'm, 
what I'm thinking of is thinking back to like childhood ads that I've seen, like Sunsilk, right. Sunsilk, Follow Me, yeah, that kind of stuff. Right, like it's it's all about a a problem that is solved by the product, and they just keep on harping that problem solution, problem solution. Right. Your teeth are yellow, Ducky or Charlie or yep. whatever it's you, called. You need a silky hair, you know. Mm. Silky smooth hair, silky yeah. smooth hair, silky yeah. smooth hair, just hammer it in. Correct, correct. So um, there's not a lot of brand story per se to kind of, kind of talk about like where the founder started or why the brand came okay. about, all that stuff, right? So I think that's more... It, to this market, like if you're talking about like market sophistication, I think it's on label one or two where it's easier for you to just say what the product does and then how it resolves the, the problem and then just go from that point of view and then yeah. just keep on harping it. And I think that's valid. Uh, and also depending depending on the penetration of bigger brands that already exist there, I, I think that's a good, that there's a good opportunity to for newer brands to come in as well. So, yeah. But what about, so Laos and Cambodia is obviously an entirely different market, but what about something a little bit more fast-paced, a little bit more matured, say Thailand, Thailand. Vietnam, these are extremely fast-paced yes. economy, right? Yeah. The, look, Thai, Thailand is an interesting market. Um, as, as someone that goes over there almost every month to, <laughs> to visit, I would say it has its own unique quirks. I I still believe that, like for example, right, uh, Thailand doesn't use WhatsApp. Majority of the time, they use uh, Line. Um, their internet is already five G compared True. to us. True. In Malaysia, five uh, G like by default, right? Correct, correct. And in terms of like the the serving, like the majority of market, it's quite centralized. Mm, to just um, Bangkok. Yeah, yeah. From from what I can see, there's obviously like pockets where it's a lot bigger. Like let's just say Pattaya, Chiang Mai, these are the hot spots for right. And obviously, like in over there, it's there's only really two languages. It's either English or predominantly uh, Thai or Thai. So it's quite easy for you to understand. Like if you put English out there, you're most likely going to be targeting expats. Mm -hmm. If you put Thai, then you're definitely targeting the local Thais. Which is really interesting, right? Because the first thing I noticed when I got to Bangkok was the billboards. Yeah. And I first saw a couple of uh, beauty products. Mm -hmm. I think hair shampoo and lipsticks and something like that. And it's all in Thai. And yeah. immediately that was the first thing that clicked to me. Right? I have no idea what these billboards are talking about. Yeah. Even though I'm in a tourist area. Yeah. But then I see a property billboard. Yeah. And it's all in English. Yeah. So I, I, I do do get your point. Right? I think when they're trying to target expat, it's English. Yeah. Uh, whenever it's not, it's it's in a local language. Yeah. But I I wonder how much of it is governed by local regulation versus targeting. So in Malaysia, right, we all know that billboards has to be in Malay predominantly. Yeah. So even if you're trying to target expert expat, it's really, really hard. You try to mm. play around, try to get away with it, try to circumvent the, the rules a little bit here and there. But yeah. it's the the ruling in Malaysia makes it difficult. Mm -hmm. For you to have an ad, for your for you to have a billboard in English, yeah. Even if you're trying to target expat, even in the middle of a scale city, mm, true. Uh, I guess 
never thought of that one. Um, I know that that fact. Uh, recently, <laughs> you told me that. Um, but for Thailand, I, I I'm not too sure. But it could be right. It could be one of the regulations that you do have to advertise and say everything in in Thai. Mm -hmm. But even if that wasn't the 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 case, I think for for you, if you were to go into that market, I would definitely do 100 percent Thai. Yeah, um, the, the Thai penetration is. It, I mean, the English yeah. penetration is so low that yeah. you're almost always better off in in, yeah. in Thai. In terms of like population, they, they doubled Malaysia, yeah. I believe. Um, so they're quite huge. So for you to try and only do English, it's going to be super super hard compared to like Malaysia. I guess like because we do come from, I guess our education system does include English. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier for you to just do English. And secondary to that will probably be Bahasa Malayu, yeah, uh, which is, uh, I guess, the most popular language that everyone knows in this country. So, uh, it just depends on how you and who you're going to be advertising and what, which level of sophistication or whatnot you want to go for. For sure, I want to talk a little bit about content and creative though, because I feel that's one stark difference um, okay, between yeah. Thai, Malaysia, Singapore. Yeah. Um. And let's start with Thailand, right? They are the most mature, in my opinion, at least, the most developed, most creative, most mature in the region. Yeah. And everybody is pushed to to be more creative. Everybody is pushed to go further and further and further outside the box. I think we, yeah. we don't even know where the box is at, at this moment. It's yeah. just so far out there. Yeah. Do you, I'm not sure when, when you were there, right? Did you feel like you were exposed to more ads than you were in just on on like mobile and digital or just 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 anywhere anywhere no i i, I don't get that feeling i don't yeah. get the feeling that i'm always being advertised at. Okay. i see more interesting brands mm. not necessarily advertisement right so marijuana is legal there i see okay. a ton of creative marijuana shops yeah different different names different different colors design yeah um but i don't feel advertised at okay i don't I, see as much do you I kind of felt like maybe this is my own bias because I'm looking for it, but maybe I, I kind of found that I saw a lot more ads mm. in different, different places, you know, from something as small as just a piece of pillar mm -hmm. um, with a sticker on top all the way down to like, let's just say me trying to get Wi-Fi and I see the, and this is one thing I, I saw, right? Compared to, I guess, like in Malaysia, the, if you're trying to get free Wi-Fi, the ad over here is extremely Bad. basic. It's just a static yeah. photo or app, right? Whereas the one in Thailand, it's it's All so overly done. Like I saw one where it's, I can't remember what, I think it was an insurance one where there's a giant that accidentally stepped on this car and this little person is like, why, why did you do this? You know, and then, uh, and then, um, and then luckily there's this other giant, which is the insurance company coming along and saying, look, I got you, I will save you, blah, blah. Don't worry about it. This, these things happen. Right. <laughs> Normal giants. It's just on a Wi-Fi ad, right? Yeah, it's just a Wi-Fi ad, right? So I think there's a lot more creative ads coming out of Thailand and and just in general, I think it's So this, this is the, the fluctuation, right? right? If you were, I don't, I don't think we have the answers, but if you were to take a bad because the market is so saturated with these overly done ads, yeah. do you think the next innovation is to go back to pure minimalistic simplicity or 
it has to push even further to be even crazier. Which one do you think would would be the more likely trend? Oh, good question. If it was me, I'll go simple. But then again, I, I like simple shit. Right. So you could be personal bias. I, I, yeah. I'm with you on that point, right? I feel like people will continue to push the boundaries to yeah. be even crazier and, and even out there, even more out there. Yeah. I feel in that sea of craziness, mm. maybe I would have dumb it all down yeah. and just put up a white billboard yeah. with a simple blue text in the middle yeah. and try to stand out. If I can't beat you at your game, right, I'm going to yeah. try yeah. and do the opposite. I mean, it, it could work, right? Because it's, it's, it's a contrast of the sea of overly done ads. Correct. So we're just talking about contrast. Yeah. It's uh, about ads, right? So you, you're talking about like very colorful, very, you see like celebrities in these ads and whatnot. Then, in, then like all of a sudden you see a billboard with a small text there with one word or whatever, with massive negative space around it. Um, you, you definitely will stand out. And I think it, if it was me, I'll pick the, you know, simple version of an ad. Right. Because I want to stand out. Yeah, I, I absolutely yeah. agree. Only one way to find out. Only one way to find out. How? We'll find a client and convince them otherwise, right? <laughs> so I know we'll go to Thailand, but we'll you know, have to go to Thailand though, right? Yeah. So yeah. I have to find a client in Thailand yeah. and, and then convince them to stand out. Mm. I, I think that that will be a one one value. Well, I think that's going to be a tough ask though. I mean, even, even over here in Malaysia, it's if you ask someone to go... The opposite of the, the mass, right? Yeah. They're going to be like, no, 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 everyone's doing this. Like, why? Okay, can, you, can you propose something different that everyone mm. else is doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's but how, how much of that creative do you think can cross border? Like, because Thailand is so creative, how much of that creative execution can translate to a Malaysian audience or to a Singaporean audience? I think from Malaysia to Singapore, um, might be easier. Mm -hmm. But I'm only saying this because based on what I see in, term, in terms of creatives, it's quite similar. I don't think it will work in Thailand, our stuff over here. Def definitely not. I think I'm, we're going to get bashed by, by, <laughs> by Malaysians, right? But I think Malaysia has the worst creative out of the three countries. Yeah. Um, even the best of our, even the best of our best is going to be the worst, it's going to be worse than the average, right? And just because yeah. Thailand has such, such a unique direction, that to us, maybe to, to my eyes, it looks special. It looks different. Yeah. And you, even down in Singapore, there's so much cleverness in the way they market and mm. they can be pushing about a product, but they're marketing a concept mm. or they can, pushing, they can be pushing about a service, mm -hmm. but they're marketing about an idea. And that's, that's an intellectual gap that we could never execute in Malaysia. Like it was something that the client would never agree because oh, it's not direct enough. People are not going to understand it. Uh, yeah. You know, it's too complicated. It's too far. But yeah. We can't get cleverness if we always push for direct. Yeah, correct. But I think there's one thing about like um, between Singapore and Malaysia will be, I think it's a lot easier for us to go to Singapore than Singapore's Singaporean companies who come to Malaysia. Really? How so? I kind of feel like because Singapore is so small with, with only a limited of resources, you can probably penetrate the whole market there. Mm -hmm. right like uh, so because of how efficient they are in terms of integrating mm -hmm. like we saw an ad on the uh, subway right or not subway like in one of the malls going up with the TVs and whatnot mm -hmm. it's it's easy for you to know that there's only five locations where there's going to be like five places you know exactly where right 
uh, 20, 30 year old are going to be there where they want makeup done, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for you to understand and pick up these locations compared to like Malaysia. Where do you start? Right. Do we start in KLCC? Is that is that where mo majority? Maybe no, because yeah. that's probably where all the expats are. I think that's the benefit of having a local partner, right? Because if your country is so developed, like say Singapore, yeah. any Malaysians who is somewhat familiar with Singapore would know where's the CBD. But yeah. in Malaysia, actually, where is the CBD? Correct. Right, there are probably more workforce in PJ than in KLCC. Yeah. And, and it's KLCC really where things are happening? Correct. Or is it Bangsa? Is it yeah. Onkara? You, you really don't know un un unless you know what you're trying to look for, right? You may not yeah. find them in KLCC. Correct. And if you ask different people, they'll ha have different answers as well. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's why you have asked to tell you what to do and how to execute it as well. No, ex exactly. And that, that's one of the biggest reasons why we want to go regional, right? I think mm -hmm. beyond just expanding the, the business, a lot of it has to do with cross-collaboration, bringing expertise around the, the, the globe, understanding how others work and then trying to localize it uh, to... To, to our to our market and being able to just have that even if it's not physical presence being able to have access to resources or access to partnership in that other region immediately give us an added advantage when we're trying to serve say a Thai client or a Singaporean client or an Australian mm. client who wants to come to Malaysia just being able to understand your perspective yeah right yeah so that's pretty much what we want to talk about in this episode yes um, I'm really looking forward to season 2 can't wait to bring all the guests that we have in mind yeah. onto this show. We actually have a guest in, in the room here. Just, uh, they're just observing today. <laughs> um, hopefully, we haven't scared them off for next episode. But Not just yet. Hopefully, you can get them just in soon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, we'll wrap it up there. That's season two, episode one. And as usual. Do like, comment, share, follow. Let us know how we can improve. Definitely keen to to definitely keen to to do that. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for watching. See you in the next one. See ya. No, no.